Keep him as the intern guy. I like uh, intern dubs, guy. Dubs, baby. Dubs. No, dubs, what up? Say hello baby. to the people, man. Oh, how we doing, people? Um, how was your guys' breaks, boys? It's good to finally see you. Nah, it was good. It was good a, lot of, a lot of family time, hanging out, laying low, watching a lot of sports. NFL's coming Lost. down. We got our Super Bowl matchup. We'll get to that. The best month in all sports is on its way. Which one? Once you start getting into March Madness, oh. you start getting into NHL playoffs, you start getting into NBA playoffs. Wow, NBA playoffs. I like the NBA playoffs from the conference finals on because they're actually competitive. I like hearing That's this. three series. Yeah, I know. Patty's starting to be an NBA guy. No, I no, like it. No, that's fake news. Patty will never be an NBA guy. I, you should be that's proud true. of me. I was following the NHL. My Wild are in the playoffs right now. They didn't look so great, but nonetheless, we're in the playoffs. The NHL's a gong show already for playoff spots. I'll tell you what. I was looking at the standings. We'll, we'll get to this after the guest, but uh, I was looking at the standings, and there's three spots for five there's five teams for three spots in the west and it is going to be a race that nobody wants to win and nobody deserves to win because these teams stink and if you get in you're going to get slaughtered by winnipeg probably who will win the central or um who's winning Hon- the, oh Hon- calgary honestly Calgary's i would say, been sick honestly, I would say there's eight teams for the three spots. Well, I took out Edmonton because they're going to sell the house. You took out Edmonton and St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis is terrible. Edmonton's selling the farm. They're both only farm. three points out, though. Yeah, that's well. So, that's so manageable. Trust me. Trust me. I know the NHL. Okay? <laughs> I'm not from Canada. I'm from Minnesota. I'm laughing as you say St. Louis stinks this year, and Edmonton's going to sell the farm. Even though they have McDavid, they will not make the playoffs. The only five teams in there, Vancouver, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, and who am I missing? Sleeping on the Yotes. Oh, God. Arizona. Yeah, I, I actually like Arizona. They probably won't make it either, so there's no, four teams for three it, spots. Anything can happen, though. Like, Anaheim went on a 10-game skid. That's and they're, they're still They went on a 12-game skid, yeah. and then they beat my yeah. wild. They're still only one point out of a playoff spot. Like, it's it's a gosh show. That's just in the Western Conference. We'll get We'll get to all of that, though. But Dubs, we brought you back. We need you back. Get us to the first, the five, and the first five. I actually felt like I needed to be back. I was a little withdrawn from you guys do, over the, break. Do oh. you have trivia though? I do have oh, trivia. Thank God. Good. I was. I, was I do gonna, have trivia. You were get All right, you were to get muted. First, yeah, first one. Did you guys miss me over break? No. Next. No. Nope, next. Are you kidding me? Next. Boom. Roasted. Next. All right. Um. James Harden dropped 61 last night at the Ooh, Garden. At the Garden. At the Garden. And just he is averaging 36, 8, and 6 this year. Is that good? Is he the best offensive player in the NBA, or is it more about Mike D'Antoni's scheme with playing so much isolation basketball? I'm the I'm the basketball expert, eh? Yeah, I'll 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 turn to my resident expert and let him go first. It is year. it is an actual fact. It is a fact that James Harden is the best offensive player. In the league, bar none, and I'll tell you why. D'Antoni's system, yeah, it's whatever. They shoot a lot of threes. James Harden won game over break. I think he was 1 for 17 from three, (laughs) and he still had like 35 points. He went 5 for 20 from three last night. When you watch, yeah, (laughs) he takes like 23. When you watch James Harden, well, part of the the reason he has so many 30-point games right now is because 21 and counting is because Chris Paul is out. When Chris Paul's out, James Harden's uh, usage rate, which is the amount of times he's usually on possession, like that runs through him, is probably fifty percent, maybe more. That's how much they use him. 
When you get that opportunity, you're going to get points. But when you watch this guy play, you just have to shake your head. He's he's literally unstoppable. He's so nasty. The only time he had a tough game was against the Sixers. I think it was on Sunday. That was a bad one. Or No, that was MLK. Monday. Yeah, Monday, Monday MLK day. Shout out MLK. <laughs> literally, Corey Brewer was, like, tackling him. Yeah. And Joel Embiid was, like... Laying on him. That's the only way you can stop him. Long-winded answer. Best player in the offense. Uh, best offensive player. Patty, do you have anything to say? No, you nailed it, man. Honestly, Classic. though, my hands-down favorite James Harden moment this year was the double step back from about six feet inside the three-point line. No, they let it go. I don't even think he made the bucket, but people forget just, Steph just, did that too. Just takes four steps back there behind the three, shoots the fadeaway three. The NBA petty war. <laughs> Steph did that too, and after the game, uh, he called. If I would have had 13 on my jersey, about, I wouldn't have gotten uh, called. How about Steph going for probably his first dunk in about 10 years and just Whoop, Wow. See ya. Tough to watch. Merrick Hart, banana peel out there. What do we got? All right, moving on. Um, probably the best NFC championship weekend for the NFL in recent memory that I can remember. Um, very controversial, though, as both games went to overtime. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense didn't even get a chance to score. Do you guys think that the NFL should consider changing the overtime rules? Yes, I do. I think their current format right now for the regular season works, but I think come the playoff time, I think each team should at least get one possession. You know, a guy like Patrick Mahomes probably going to be the MVP, and he doesn't get to touch the ball in overtime. Not to take anything away from the Patriots and what Brady did to drive them downfield and win the game, but at the same time, I mean, I don't. I think they should change it for the playoff time. Each team gets it, whether they go to the college type format, um, whatever it may be, where they shrink the field, let them go, but um, maybe back them up a little bit. But either way, I think it needs to be changed for the playoffs. In my opinion, I do not think it should be changed. I saw a stat on Twitter that said 52% since they put in the rule on the coin flip, the winner of the coin flip 52% of the time has won the actual game. So if you're asking me, looking at that stat, I would say no. You got a defense for a reason. Stop Brady. Stop. I mean, L.A. stopped Breeze. They intercepted him. Go down, get the oh, field goal. Greg the leg. Shout out Greg the leg. We'll we'll get to that game that's, later. That's a, that's a whole other topic of how that game even got there, though. But we'll get to that. But no, the rules should not be changed. I like how they are. If you get a touchdown, that's fine. You got to stop them. Yeah, I like that you guys have different opinions on this because it's such a hotly debated topic right now. But, I mean, we'll see what happens in these up-and-coming years. All right. I got a hockey hockey first five for you guys, wow, too. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, 76 points in the East, have kind of steamrolled their way through the regular season. Are they the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year? This might be... One of the dumbest questions you have ever asked. They are 14 points ahead of everybody else. Yes, they are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Dubs, like, Dubs, I will not. They have pay- 10 losses Dubs, this year. Dubs, I will not patronize you like Patrick just did, and I will give you a few teams that could give them some trouble. Number one, you're looking at the Washington Capitals. Last year, win it. It's tough to get that drive and that hunger for another run, but they have Holt being net. Ovechkin's going to score a million goals, we'll say a million, but he's probably going to score 60. <laughs> I like the Capitals a lot. And then in the West, Winnipeg is an absolute force. If they get good goaltending from Hellebuck, they can score, they can defend, they're mean. They got big dudes like Bufflin that play physical. 
they are tough, especially at home ice is tough. And then the Flames. I mentioned the Flames. They're getting good goaltending from Riddich, and they're scoring a ton. They're third in the league in scoring behind uh, Tampa Bay, and I don't know who else. I should probably know that, but I know they're third in the league in scoring. Probably Uh, the Maple Leafs. Nope. No, they're second. They're second. Okay, so I was right. No, no, they're third. Um, San Jose has got 187. Yeah, but oh, sorry, yeah, they have second or second. Yeah, so they were third when I was looking. But anyways, they could be a sleeper team to watch. Yeah. Rebuttal, though. Brutally. The Central, absolute gauntlet to get out for those teams. You look at it last year, Winnipeg uh, and Nashville just went at it for seven-game series. Winnipeg got through, and then they just got steamrolled by Vegas. Brutally honest mind, answer bro. right there, Patty. That was yeah. that was tough. You that could was say tough just on the, the playoffs Let's in go. general or whatever. Um, all right, just... but the Wild having a zero goal differential though. Scored one for you. What do we got next? <laughs> Big week coming up next week. Super Bowl. I want to hear an early Super Bowl pr- prediction from both of you guys. And Ooh. who is the biggest X factor going into that game? Patty, we cannot, we cannot give our picks until tom- until next week. Yeah. Can I get an X factor though? Okay. The X factor. We'll get. We'll do both sides of the yeah, ball. Both sides. Uh, or both. I'll do offenses. I got to think of the defenses because I don't really follow these teams. I'm a Vikes guy. First of all, the X factor for the Patriots is James White, Wisconsin kid, had 15 catches in their win against LA over the uh, break. Unbelievable when they use him. Brady is basically like the way the Patriots do their their game planning and all that. They're the most prepared team in the league. Brady just says if you're going to take away long with uh, with Gronk when he's streaking down and when he's playing outside, we're going to throw it to Edelman. If you take away Edelman and Gronk, we're just going to dump it down deep. If you take away the the or dump it down short, if you take away that, we'll go to there's there's too many ways, but I think James White is the X factor for them. And then for the LA Rams, it's Brandon Cooks going deep, test the Patriots cornerbacks. That's who I would say, in my opinion. For me, X Factors, LA Rams, Aaron Donald. Ooh, like when it. Brady like when Brady gets hit and knocked down more than three times, I th- I can't remember what the exact number was, but the Patriots record takes an absolute beating because Brady, as we all know, not the most mobile guy in the world. Mobile, not, not exactly good at getting outside the pocket. Really comfortable throwing it from inside the pocket, but Pat's old line has been really good. They uh, handled the Chargers real nicely. Um, they handled it again last week. Uh, the Chiefs were coming off a good defensive game against uh, the Colts. And then my X factor for the Pats, giving it to Sony Michelle, rush for 100 and. Got to get the run game. 100, what was it? 113. Yeah. Uh, 113 yards last week against KC. I had almost 130 the week before against the Chargers. Going up against that front with Aaron Donald, the Dominican Sioux, just the meanest D line in all of football. They uh, they're gonna have to run the ball. <laughs> well, they um <laughs> they destroyed <laughs> time, the Rams. time of possession yeah. last week. Yeah, keep with the Rams you. honest, and I think the Rams deep or secondary can be exploited. So yeah. they got to start off running the ball well. Yeah, when the Pats use that offensive line, underrated offensive line at that, very underrated. And run the ball, just chew up clock. It's tough to win against them. So we will give our picks next week, Dubs. I like it. Um, so. so just to shout out James Harden, he's averaging 36 this year. Do you, for our trivia today, do you guys know the last person to average over 35 in a season in the NBA? Last time, I would, I would guess 
Russ had to be close last year. No, nah, he, he was averaged a triple double though. He yeah, he had to be close though. I would. I, there's only three guys that I would guess. I would guess Wilt Chamberlain, um, Kareem, or Michael Jordan. It's one of those three, and I'm gonna guess Michael Jordan in like the '80s. Patty, I'm going with Kareem. Or oh. the '90s, Michael Jordan. Yeah, 90s. no. Um, you guys are both wrong. Although Michael Jordan did average 37 in a season, so I was right. No, oh, there's somebody more recent. In 2005, though. Kobe Bryant oh. put up 35 a game for the Los Angeles Lakers. Kobe Shaq I'm sorry, Lobes, but you're starting Kobe off. Shaq days. 35. I thought you said, oh, most yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah, most recent. God, that's on me. I forgot Kobe. How could I forget Kobe? I'm a LeBron guy. Mamba, though. man. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm a LeBron tough. guy, That's too. tough. Wow. Jordan's Ooh. a goat, though. Do you think, is James Harden going to score? Uh, like He's probably going to average 40 today. Who? What? James Harden. He's going to average 40 this today? year. Or no, not today, this no year. No way. That's so many points. When his use, so his usage, usage is through the roof. Yeah, dude. but you talked about it, man. When well, CP3 uh, when Chris Paul comes back, when CP3 comes back, that usage goes ways down. You used that point already. Come on. Yeah, but dude, James Harden is the baddest man on offense. Watch out for weird. the Rockets in the playoffs this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could we'll, we'll get to the NBA later too. I don't want to spoil all my hot takes, but nobody's being called State. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that's a straight face. We will take a quick break. When we come back, we will have guest Luke Snuggerud joining us live over the air. Be right back. I'm a champion. Real life checks mechanism. I should kill him for rat. He's not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're going to go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Back here, WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. Beyond the Badgers, back here after the break. We just missed it. We had the... Uh, first five, or top five in the first five that turned into Shout the first 15. Shout out Dubs. Getting ready to join us now over the air is Luke Snuggerud. Luke, thanks for joining the boys. Thanks for having me, fellas. I'm looking Ooh. forward to it. Oh, let's go. We are thrilled to have you on. We've been talking about it. You're a big sports guy. We're going to drill you with some with uh, some questions. You ready? I can't wait. Well, since you're a mini boy, I'm a mini boy. We grew yeah. up playing against each other, with each other. How'd you get your start in hockey? Uh, obviously, your your uh, uncle Dave Snuggerud played in the NHL, played at the Gophers. How'd you get your start in hockey? Did he he help you with that? Yeah, big hockey family. Uh, like you said, my my uncle played in the NHL and in the Olympics growing up, and uh, my dad played overseas, and uh, a couple of my other uncles played college hockey. So, um, pretty big hockey family. So they they had me on skates probably when I was like two years old. So love it. Pretty easy, pretty easy to fall in love with it, you know, when you're around it all the time. Now, for those that don't know, you chose to go college hockey route, went and played three years in Nebraska Omaha. What, uh, maybe, what were your top three schools that you were looking at, and why did you choose to go to Omaha? Uh, well, actually, growing up, funny story Wisconsin was probably my dream school. Um, there you go. But the boys. Uh, unfortunately, never, uh, never got <laughs> recruited there, so that was uh, tough to swallow, but. <laughs> 
Um, I'd say it was probably down between uh, St. Cloud, uh, Omaha, and, and Duluth for my three schools. And, um, you know, I decided to go to Omaha. They have a pretty decent pipeline from Minnesota to, mm-hmm. to Omaha. So um, I know a couple guys that are there, and they loved it. They loved playing for uh, Dean Blaze, college hockey legend. So, um, yeah, I was happy with my decision, and I enjoyed my time there. You well, mentioned Dean Blaze. What was he like to play for? Because we've heard, I've heard some stories that he's pretty <laughs> intense. What was what was he like to play for? Oh man, he's awesome. He's he's an intense guy, but um, he's old school. I mean, he's one of those guys where you get your job done at the rink, and you know you take care of business, you work hard, and he'll he'll let you have your fun away from the rink. So um, you know he, the guys love playing for him. He, he always brought the passion, and, and like I said, if if we took care of business, you know, he kind of turned his head the other way and let us, you know, do our thing off the ice. So the guys loved him, and it it was it was enjoyable for sure. Rewind here. You said your top three schools were Duluth, Omaha, and St. Cloud. No ghosts being a mini guy. Uh, it's kind of the same uh, game, yeah. same story as Wisconsin. I just uh, wasn't heavily recruited there, and so uh, kind of you know learned to hate them pretty hey, quickly. Hey, they're lost. They're lost, Snuggy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Look where they are now. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned wow, that was tough. You mentioned uh, the pipeline with uh, University of Nebraska all month, many boys. You played with one of uh, in high school. You played with one of them that's still there, Steven Spinner. We both played with him. Great dude. How close, guy. how close did you guys get uh, playing at Eden Prairie and then ultimately at UNL? It's actually funny, too. Uh, with Steven, we honestly we played on every single team you can think of growing up. So we played AAA in the summer times, then high school. Then we both were uh, drafted by Muskegon in the USHL. We played there mm-hmm. together for a couple games. And then we got traded to Omaha together during my senior year um, of high school. So then we went to the Lancers after the season together and then ended up in uh, Nebraska together. So it's uh, funny how that worked out. But, yeah, like you said, good guy, good player. Um, Someone you like having on your team. So it was a fun experience. Now, you played at Omaha for three years. You know, people always wonder what kind of goes into that decision and deciding to leave school early. What went into that uh, decision for you when you decided to turn pro after your junior year? Yeah, um, that's kind of the tipping point, you know, after your junior year. Um, I mean, if you were drafted before you went into college because your rights will run out at, uh, at the end of the next year. So both sides are kind of pushing for it. And, I mean, it's kind of hard when you're sitting there and, and an NHL team's you know, trying to sign you, it's, it's hard to say no. So, and I mean, at, at the same time, I felt I was ready. I felt I was, you know, physically ready and that uh, I had a, you know, good three-year career at Omaha. So um, I figured it was the time to uh, kind of get ready for the next challenge and, and turn pro. Before that, you mentioned you got drafted fifth round to the Chicago Blackhawks in the 2014 draft. Obviously, it's dream come true going to the Blackhawks. Were there any other teams that you talked to and, and how thankful for you were you, excuse me, to get drafted by the Hawks? Yeah, there was, uh, you know, there's a couple other teams that um, expressed, like, pretty major interest um, that I knew going in that uh, to look for, you know. But uh, the Blackhawks, for me, were probably the team that expressed the most interest with, you know, lots of interviews and sit-downs and stuff like that. So, 
Um, I kind of figured going in it was going to be, you know, probably three to five teams, and the Blackhawks were at the top of that list. So, uh, like you said, it's an unbelievable organization and uh, original six teams, so they got a lot of history and a uh, pretty pretty cool feeling when you're, you know, that first uh, that first time you you walk into the, their facilities and you see a guy like Patrick Kane or Jonathan Taze, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's an eye opening experience for sure. So that was cool. Now, going through the draft process, I'm sure you had interviews with plenty of teams and heard some stories from guys when they're going through. They got some crazy and absurdly Good weird question. questions. What uh, do you have any of those kind of questions when you're going through the whole interview process with teams? Um, honestly, I heard. I saw, like you said, there's there's <laughs> lots of stories about guys getting asked weird questions and and whatnot, but. Um, for the most part, my interviews were pretty straightforward. I didn't get, uh, I didn't get asked to any, like any crazy questions or anything like that. Um, there was one thing though with the, the Blackhawks. So when I went into the room to interview with them, there's probably like 20 guys sitting around the room <laughs> and I, my chair was right in the middle of theirs and they go around and they say all their names. And then at the end of that, there was like some some guy that was in the middle of it all, and he said, "You remember my name?" And I, <laughs> I did not remember his name, and it turned out he was like the their head scout, and he just grilled me for that for not remembering their names. So oh, wow. it's kind of a kind of a funny joke after, but it's uh, it's pretty intense. Before we get to your pro career, I just want to ask you about college. Last question there: Where was your favorite place to play on the road? Obviously, college hockey, very very fun. Uh, great atmosphere and everything. Did you have a favorite road trip or, or place that you like to play on the road? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you two because I'm sure a lot of guys will say the same thing that uh, North Dakota is probably yep. the best place to play in college hockey. Just the atmosphere, the rink, uh, it's always a tough team you're playing against. So uh, that was, you know, an unbelievable experience. And then I would probably say for my other one, I love going out to Denver. I love mm-hmm. playing in Denver. Um, they had pretty good crowds out there and um, good team, and we had a pretty good rivalry with them. So I like going out to Denver as well. But North Dakota's for sure at the top of the list. Now, made the jump, went from college, turned pro. How big was the kind of transition going from college hockey to going to, to the American League and commonly referred to as the jungle? Yeah. <laughs> um, the always hungry league. No, uh, <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it's different. So college hockey is, you know, I would describe it as more hectic. Uh, guys are running around <laughs> and, um, trying to take each other's heads off. And, um, the American league is a way more structured game. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, guys, I mean, guys are running around, but it's more structured and thought through and, um, the game kind of slows down. Um, so in that sense, it was different. But, uh, you know, it's weird when you go go from playing against like 20, 20, 21-year-old guys to stepping in and seeing like a 32-year-old yeah. full-bearded Father guy with three. four kids standing across, <laughs> you know. So that was uh, – that part was different. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, slows down, more structured. Yeah, you mentioned – like seeing guys with big beer 34 like everything off the ice how much different was it compared to college when you're not going to you don't have to go to class then um and, and you have all the free time and guys have wives and 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 children how 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 different is that 
that was eye opening. Yeah, like <laughs> it's you go from seeing your twenty teammates, you know, every single day, every single weekend, you know, going out with them and hanging out with them, and then you go there and you know, there's you might hang out with like a group of like three guys or something like that because like you said guys go home to their families and their girlfriends and um i mean that's not to say that guys aren't good guys but it's just it's different like you don't uh you don't go hang out with a group of like eight guys after practice you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh and then you mentioned all the free time and that uh that's an adjustment too um you get home it's one o'clock in the afternoon on a on a tuesday and (laughs) what else you're supposed to do besides turn on your xbox and play Fortnite? you know there we go when you're sitting in rockford illinois so um a lot of free time a lot of video games Um, (laughs) yeah so it's it's different you mentioned Fortnite. three rapid fire questions favorite spot to drop favorite dance and favorite guy to play with on fort Okay, I'm answer, gonna go answer you, you, you might you it's might hurt some Pleasant Park at home. Um, favorite dance, favorite dance is probably got to be uh, the uh, the cowboy dancer. Ooh, yeah, there we the go. One that uh, that the one you always roll yeah, with. Yeah, there we go. Now and then talking. I'd say um, you might hurt I'd feelings say, here. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you two out of it just so I don't pick yeah, one of respect, the respect, other. Fair, fair, respect. And I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with XX Desi XX. Okay. That guy okay. is uh, he's a gamer. He's always there for you. So I'm gonna have, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him. Friend of the program too. Tunes in. He'll be shout he'll out Desi if you're listening. He'll be happy to hear that. Last yep. uh, hockey question for me: um, Is there a guy you watched growing up that you loved that played in the NHL, as well as a guy that you kind of model your game around? Yeah, so two parts of that. First one is a um, guy I modeled my game after. It's kind of easy. Um, you know, with a guy like Nick Letty grew up yeah. right where I grew up and watching him, you know, all the way up and, and seeing the success he had. So I was, you know, a guy that I watched and modeled my game after. Um, as far as my favorite player growing up or a guy I liked watching, um, I would probably go with – I'd go with TKC, man. I loved watching that guy, man. He, uh, he, yeah, he's just an electric factory. He yeah. just brings the energy. So I liked watching him. Now, we have an intern guy. His name's Dubs. He's graduated onto the full program. We let him get you. We let him ask us one question. He has a question for you. Dubs, what is it? Yeah, Luke, uh, how we doing? Uh, it's Dubs. What up, Dubs? Um, so... Growing up in Minnesota as a basketball fan, it was kind of tough seeing so much hockey exposure and stuff. But um, as you know, it's definitely an electric factory playing in Minnesota in high school. What was your favorite moment playing for EP? Great question. Terrible. Great question. Great question. Um, well, I mean, it's it's got to be playing in the tournament. Um, yeah. We actually uh, we beat Lobes' alma mater. Oh, that's my alma mater as well. Feel it, boys. Sent sent them home, so that was, uh, you know, that was fun after they. What happened? What happened here before? Was that at uh, Mariucci? That was at Mariucci. I think I was there for that one. uh, Double overtime on a shorthanded guy walked through like four guys. It was it was nuts. Hate to see that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh yeah it's for sure you know getting to the tournament and you get those three games in a row where you're playing in front of 20,000. Um, we lost in the semis, unfortunately, and it was a double overtime thriller, but uh, mm-hmm. that was that was a lot of fun. Now, let's transition off of hockey because obviously you're not only just a hockey fan, hockey player, but a sports fan, which we respect oh, on this show. Oh, yeah. First of all, big game coming up next week. Do you have a prediction for the Super Bowl? Who do you think is going to win score? I mean that's that's pretty easy for me to answer. Oh, Tom wow. Brady's my uh, yeah. he's my all timer. That I don't I don't know if you're gonna find a guy outside of New England who loves uh, loves Tom Brady more than me. So, wow. um, you know they definitely have the the inferior roster compared to the Rams, but they have that X factor. And and at the end of the day, you know the ball's in his hands. He's gonna find a way to get the win. So, gotta go with the Patriots. Probably a close game. Uh, probably comes down to the wire, but yep. we've seen the uh, we've seen that ending way too many times before. So we'll see, we'll see. Also, people might not know you're a huge college basketball guy. <laughs> I love college basketball. Love that. I know you love the Nevada Wolfpack. Do you think they can cut down the nets in March? Excuse me, in April in Minneapolis. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough. I think right now with college basketball, there's probably. 10 teams who are in the running. I think it's what about Omaha? You know, the parody this year. <laughs> uh, actually, Omaha transfer is playing for Nevada. Yeah. Trey Thurman, shout out to him. He's a nice. uh, heck of a player. Um, look for him to eat up some minutes for the for my Wolf Pack down the stretch. <laughs> but um, speaking of the Wolf Pack, they're senior senior heavy team, old guys, lots of talent. So um, you know, I'd give them a pretty good shot heading in there, but. Uh, yeah, look for Michigan State to be good, Virginia to be good, but uh, a, lot of, a lot of talent this year. Winning at U.S. Bank would be a huge homecoming for Eric Musselman. That'd be cool. Yeah. How oh, did you become? Be really cool. How did you become a Nevada fan? How? <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> Great story. So I'll lay it out to you guys. So I was uh, I was sitting in the Cheesecake Factory last wow. year in Des Moines, Shout Iowa. Cheesecake. Before uh, we had a. About ten of us were we were on the road um, day before game. We were eating there, and I uh, so I picked Nevada in my bracket last year to get pretty far. Yeah. Upset a couple teams, and so they were playing Cincinnati in the second oh, that, round. I remember this game. Um, threw a little bit of money down on them to win that game, <laughs> um, and they get down like twenty early. Uh, I'm talking early. They just <laughs> got hemmed. There nothing was falling. They were playing horribly. Uh, I think they were down like 23 at halftime or something like yeah, that. So, um, obviously, naturally, I throw down a little bit more money on that <laughs> to win because, you know, why wouldn't you? You're already, you're already that far deep. You're in so. the hole. Why not try and hit it big? Yeah. Makes so, sense. P- pull a little, sprinkle a little bit more on the money line. Um, <laughs> and I'm, sit- I'm, s- I'm sitting there in the Cheesecake Factory. No joke. I'm, I'm watching this game. They, they start chipping away at the lead. And the TV's like across the restaurant, so I, I, I see them chipping away because I, I didn't want to watch because I was so frustrated. But they start chipping away. I leave my table. I go. I go sit at the bar because it's it's like an eight point deficit with like eight minutes left, and yep. they're gonna do it. I, I and so I just uh, I locked in for those last eight minutes, and, <laughs> and that's you know that's where the relationship started. So um, that's all ever since then, me and uh, me and my wolf pack have been ride or die. Love it. I'm really happy for you. Really proud of you. The part I'm probably the happiest about is uh, 
my good friend, roommate, co-host Dan. Uh, I just got a text from a from a listener asking me to to ask Dan about the the money he had sprinkled on that game going the other way. No comment. Oh, no. No, comment. <laughs> no comment. Sorry, Dan. We have no well, further hey, comment. Hey, you learned your lesson. Now you uh, you can never bet against them anymore. So. Listener XX Desi XX last, called that one in. Last question from me. <laughs> this is your time to shine. Do you have one hot take, any sport, any player, anything? Do you have one hot take that you will stand your ground, plant the flag on? Um, I got a couple – Oh wow! A couple takes. So I, I was listening to the beginning of the show, and Respect. Um, Patty is, you know, I don't. He loves his Tampa Bay Lightning, I guess. Apparently, so I they're they're a good team. Don't get me wrong, but hardly ever do you see the the Facts. favorite going into the playoffs winning, unless Facts. it's you know you're talking about the Penguins or the Blackhawks. But um, I I think a, a dark horse team, although they're oh. a well-known team, but I think a dark horse team to win it this year is, is the Bruins um, for a couple of reasons. Um, they got a they got a veteran skilled decor, and I think that's important in the playoffs to you know rely on a couple guys to eat up some heavy minutes for you. Yep. Um, they got a lethal power play. That's something that uh, something that's important in the playoffs. You know, you, you're going to get maybe two or three chances a game, so each power play is uh, is crucial. And then obviously they got Tuukka Rask in that. So yep. um, that's that's the team for me this year. That uh, you know probably going to be a wild card team. Um, they might sneak into a top three if if the Canadians fall through a bit, but. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's, I like that. that's my team. Toronto would not be happy to see no. Boston. <laughs> no, no, they would not. You got anything else, Patrick? No, I got nothing else. Well, Luke, well, we want to appreciate yeah. it. We will see you tonight on, on the Fortnite. And as always, keep it frosty. And shout out to the Wolfpack. Go Wolfpack. I love it, boys. Thanks for having me on. This is a blast. Uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. But Absolutely. Uh, like you said, I'll, uh, I'll see you on the sticks tonight. We'll see you at uh, Pleasant Park. Absolutely. Ooh. See you later, Snuggy. That was AHL hockey player for the Rockford Ice Hogs, Luke Snuggerud. Kind of uh, sh- kind of close to here. That's probably like an hour away. Yeah. It's about, really yeah. close. So Chicago Blackhawk organization. Great to chat with him. It was really tough to hear him uh, take out my alma mater, but... He didn't mention when I was on the team the year before, we knocked him out. So, Snuggy, for still listening. Glory days. Stinks for <laughs> you. Days Turn right the here. page, Dan. Never. Turning back quick... the clock. Fair. Fair. Want to take a Never quick break, it. and we will come back. Need to quick order a new pair of headphones or a book you've been wanting to read? When you order on Amazon, head to smile.amazon.com and set your charitable organization to Friends of Madison Student Radio. At no cost to you, Amazon will donate a percentage of your purchase to WSUM. For more information, visit smile.amazon.com. Back here at WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. If you just missed it, we had current Rockford Ice Hog defenseman Luke Snuggerud on the show. Uh, Eden Prairie alum, Minnesota High School Hockey. Uh, favorite place to drop, Fortnite, Pleasant Park. It's home. Just all around great guy. And again, shout out, new semester, new time. 
I but as always, our show, Apple Podcasts, check it out. Beyond the Badgers. Podbean. I can't believe it's snowing like crazy again. It's been a blizzard. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's Mother stinks. Nature's. Did you scoot no... here today? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Mother Nature has no regard for human life right now. Uh, Dubs, I just want to shout out you. Great question. Don't talk ever again during an interview unless we tell you to. Just kidding, dude. Uh, let's get into the NFL because it was a glorious weekend for conference championships. We'll start with the first game. Obviously, we mentioned it before. The Rams won in overtime 26-23 against New Orleans. Lots to digest here, Patty. First one we have to hit is the referees and the missed call on Bradley Roby Coleman. No pass interference. Your thoughts? You know, Dubs and I were talking about this before. Asked me why I was so riled about it. Asked if I had money on it. Answer was no. But I was so mad about this because I'm a big Drew Brees fan. And for him to get robbed out of playing for a Super Bowl off of a referee missing a call, that is the worst thing that can happen in professional sports, Not in great. my opinion. When they, when the refs determine the outcome of a game, credit the Rams, they still won. They got the pick in OT. Greg DeLeg kicked the game-winning field goal. But that Shout game, out Greg DeLeg. That game should Huge have been field over. Goals. The Saints would have got an automatic first down with what? Three minutes left? No, 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 no. It was under. It was under. It was like uh, it was under the two-minute warning. So I was like no. one fifty. Yeah, it was. Look it up. Was it? Ask, yeah. ask Dubs. Dubs, look it, it was, up. It, it was, was before the two-minute warning. It was before. Yeah. But but it was like one. They would have had like one minute. Left. Just look it up. Just look it up. That's either, why you're here. Either way, either way, they would have had the first down with a little time left inside what the fifteen-yard line. Yep. They would have punched that in. That would have been the game. But instead, the refs take control, ruin it for everybody. Well, not everybody, not Rams fans, or if you have money on the Rams. But either way, that, in my opinion, is the worst thing that happened in pro sports. The, <clears throat> I'll, I'll play on the other side of that. First of all, it was so blatant. There was so many things that led up to this game. For, in, in, the, in the first quarter, they turned Goff over, get it in the red zone, don't score a touchdown. You have to score a touchdown when you're in the red zone. They get three field goals, not going to get it done. That is huge. Fair. I think Sean Payton did not coach his best game. They played a little timid. Did not use Alvin Kamara as much. Michael Thomas had a, what, four catches? Not great there. That's another thing that the uh, the Rams deserve it. And the defense. They got to him. They got to Breeze, your guy. And I think, honestly, they deserved to win. They were the better team. Yeah, right. In that Saint, game. Saints only rushed the ball with Kamara and Ingram nine and eight times. They did not 17 use Kamara enough. To run. And they, even though Marcus Peters stinks, I think he stinks, but he's funny. Uh, they didn't go after him. They went after him once on the touchdown, and he got picked, and that was it. They didn't. I didn't see him the rest of the game. So I don't think you can necessarily put a whole blame on the refs, in my opinion. In my opinion, you can though, because they the whole game led up to that point. Yeah, you can talk about them not scoring touchdowns and everything, but that was the players determining. It was the Rams D stuff and them forcing them to kick field goals. It was the Saints not converting. Sean Payton calling his plays, blah, 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 whatever. But the refs still ruined that game by call, not calling that pass interference. I don't know. We'll see. Dubs, what did you find I'm, in time? I'm looking. It's being really frustrating. I will say, though, you guys want to know a big turning point in that game? Yes. 13-0, second quarter. Rams get off the field. Johnny Hecker. Yeah. Big first down yeah. pass. It gets them we're, on the board. We're watching it talk Goes about from 13 0, 13 3. Huge momentum turn and yeah. a big win. He's probably got the best. He's probably got a better arm than um, 
a couple quarterbacks, I'd say, he's better a, than Peterman, better than my guy, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you hate to see I'm that. I'm off the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. Oh, no. Yeah, and you know how much I love Kirk Cousins. All right, I found wow, it. you jump ship quick. Well, if you just look at the play in the Chicago game, that was really disappointing for me. But um, to answer your guys' question about earlier with the time, yeah. it was after the two-minute warning. Thank so. you. Do not come at me again. I will always come at you. You know that. It's facts. Just another time I was right. Um... Anything else from this game? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> no, but we just got the text from Snuggy <laughs> saying big facts. It was after the two-minute warning. That's what I thought. <laughs> Shout out Snuggy. I was right. Um, Shout out Snuggy. Still tuning in, though. So Rams won the game. Jared Goff did not do as well as we thought. 297 on a touchdown. He did just enough to get the job done. The bi- I mean, you, you need a kicker to win. You do. The kickers were outstanding. When you so hit a 48... And then a 57-yard field goal back to back, they were in that situation. That would have been good from 60. Yeah, he nice. would, that would have. Pretty he nice. cranked that through the uprights. So the Rams will meet the New England Patriots, who won 37-31 in overtime on a Rex Burkhead touchdown. Patty, do you have what's your major takeaway from the game? Major takeaway in my part: Andy Reid's clock management. On that uh, Chiefs final drive, they had the ball. They got the field goal though. Yeah, but they had the ball with like three minutes left, and on I think it was five. Yeah, second last. Sorry, with five consecutive plays, they went incomplete passes. Twice they got saved by Patriot penalties. They gave them automatic first downs, and that's what led to them getting the touchdown. But he gave Brady the ball with like a minute fifty left and three timeouts. Yep. You know, you got to force run the ball, whether you get yards or not, but you're making Belichick either call the timeouts or trust his D to make the stop. But Patty Mahomes is your best guy. He's been, he got you there. Get, have him take you to the yeah. promised land. Yeah, I know, but you still got to worry about winning the game. Why would you give two, the best coaching QB combination time, lots of time on the clock with all three timeouts? At least make them spend them, you know? Yeah, make, them have to, make them have to go hurry up offense. Yeah, Andy Reid, he's. Uh, I like Andy Reid a lot. He's got some demons, man. He can't. He can't win the. Uh, can't win the big game. He's gotten to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's lost. He's lost four NFC Championship games. Oh, you yeah. hate to see that. That's a real shame. Three in a row with the Eagles. That's a real shame. Yeah. Real shame. Uh, there's two more takeaways. First one we have to hit. Tom Brady. I. He's a goat. He will he be is. the goat. He's always going to be the goat. He's going to get his sixth championship. Spoiler. I just gave you all just my picks. You just ruined it. Come you, on, you man. You said it on the show. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ago. I have not. Oh, you did say that on the show a couple I, months ago. I said the Patriots. Can will we win. go through the archives on that? Because I don't know. I definitely hear. I definitely wrote I it down. I definitely said. This is oh, Dubs making things face. up, bro. Look at your face. Um, no, I, I, I'm not going to give away my pick. <laughs> but uh, Tom Brady's the best player of all time. He is. Eight straight AFC titles. Gets back to the Super Bowl, going for third his straight. Sixth. Third straight. Super Sixth ring, this man, I mean, I can't dissecting stand, defense. I can't stand the Patriots. I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but you respect it because he is the GOAT. Did you see the video that Tom posted on Instagram where the last just, two videos? He just smile. He doesn't say anything, uh, and then he goes to Gronk, and Gronk's like, oh, 
Uh, he doesn't say anything. Oh, oh I love Tom Brady. That man. Nobody loves him more than Snuggie. But I got. No. I have it all. Wow. What is it? Hey, but he typed it's it out. Under, it's under Lobo Lock of Generation. New England <laughs> wins Super Bowl. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Wow. Shout but, out. Hey, man. what? Where did you write it though? Should I hedge it? It was. Idea? It was in the week where. It was before. It was when the break. Baltimore got 11 sacks. So that was like. That was a while ago. That was, yeah, that's that was against was. Tennessee. That was when they were playing Tennessee. That was at least like week five. We're week gonna six. we're gonna see that right now. Tennessee Baltimore. In the one of the five of the first five questions that week was, who is this game bigger for tonight, Dodgers or Red Sox? The oh World Series God. was still going on. That was in November then. So it was in week six. Week six. Shout out me, okay? Week Can six. you give me some credit? I give you credit. Can you just give me like one ounce I'll of credit? I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit. To <laughs> Lock that. of generation in week six. Patriots win the Super Bowl. But you but called it the, the fact that you Patty, typed Patty. that in as the lock of the generation is <laughs> You're, you're, you're going to feel better about this one, though. The next <laughs> oh, one. no. <laughs> Lobo's next lock of the generation was... Bengals will win the division. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes hand in hand. I love that you have that written down, too. Dubs, hey, dubs, dubs, delete that. Dubs, delete dubs, that from the dubs, archives. Dubs, you were sitting next to that. How many times are you going to say dubs Atta before boy. he pays attention? <laughs> hey, delete that from the archives. Until he pays attention. All right, last last thing on the game, Tony Romo. This man. Oh, my God. He's he's a fortune teller. Dude. He picked out every single play. I love. Do you like that as a fan? I know some people don't. I love it. Personally, I love it. I think it's He's I think great. it's sick that you can that he literally knows just by looking at it. It gives me way more respect for QBs for all of that they have to read at the line. It was sick. It was. Like, really I think sick. that's unreal. Yeah, if you if you missed it, he basically in the last like two minutes when when Tom was driving, he was basically saying like everything. He's like, "Oh, Gronk's up top. If they're gonna go to him, if Edelman's covered, they'll go down low." Like it was unbelievable. Shout out Tony Cullen Super Bowl too. Oh, he's he's <laughs> that, a Tony Romo Super Bowl man. That's wow. legit. legit. Hey. What I liked, um, what I liked too was, he he didn't even he not only called the play, he called the receiver that it was going oh, to. Yeah. He was he, like, if the safety drops down, he's throwing it to Gronk. Boom! Safety, safety down, safety drops, he hits. Threw it to Gronk. Yeah, that was, that was hey, incoming. Tony Romo finally made a Super Bowl jokes. The <laughs> yeah, whole, seriously. The whole week. Um, that's it for the NFL talk, Patrick. Why don't we get into we we talked a little right. bit about the NHL. We did talk a little bit about the NHL. Biggest news of the week in the NHL though was GM Edmonton Oilers Peter Shirelli being fired. Thank after God that guy stopped. Probably six weeks to two months of the fans calling for his head. It's a dumpster fire. I'll tell you what they're going to sell the farm. They drafted Pulley Arvey in like the third overall pick in like the 2016 draft. I want to say, and I think it was. Sixteen or seventeen. He's twenty, so it'd be two years ago. I think it was. I honestly, I think it was fifteen. He's twenty. They drafted him when he was eighteen, right? Look that up. When when was use? Because I'm pretty sure it went. Jesse um, Jesse, Puliarvi. This is bad radio. Yeah, it is. Um, Here I got him. Wait, let me get. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. I thought twenty six. So I was wrong. I, I'm a bigger difference. man. Split the difference. I, I, I said 15. You said 17. Um, but no, they might trade him, and I don't know why. I saw. I saw that. I, mean, I read an article about it too, about all the teams that have traded a player before he's played three full years when he was taken inside the top 10. How did it work out? Some of them have been legit, and some of them have have just been like complete busts. Interesting. But um, I don't think they trade him. 
My, I'm honestly most interested to see what they do for hiring a GM because they got Seattle coming in. So I mean, there's now there's a, two teams battling for GMs. There's a guy uh, that works up in the greater Rochester area. He's currently <laughs> an AGM, and he's, and he's a friend of the program. I think he would love to step in. But um, I don't want to hire somebody for Edmonton. That's all I'm going to say. Um, no, they. Uh, I'm interested to see how long they go without – hiring one they said bob nicholson said they're gonna wait they're gonna take their time they're gonna find the right guy for the edmonton oilers but i'm curious to see how long it's gonna take yeah we'll see we'll see um first of all before we get and move on did you see that Stephen a or Derek carr wants to fight Stephen a smith Derek carr <laughs> the quarterback of uh, no. the raiders he was like at, he tweeted at mma well i guess Stephen a smith started he was tweeting about how Derek Carr wasn't that good this year, blah, blah, blah. Derek Carr tweets at UFC at Dana White, hey, like, can I get a fight, whatever. Look this up, Dave. <laughs> Look up enough, the tweet. Can yeah. I get on a fight like, card? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> can we get a fight between the guys that are, like, absolute idiots or something. He, like, went at Stephen. And then Stephen A on first take just goes off. He's like, uh, he wasn't that good in 10 games. You just games, picture him one yelling, and eight start, yelling blah, blah, blah. like this and then like this. Oh, it's on Twitter. It was, it was all time. We so. um, I got to ask you, though. Because we had the whole Derek Carr crying thing after the game this year. <laughs> ah, that story. Who's more sensitive, Derek Carr or Kevin Durant? Oh, it's, it's Kevin Durant by far. <laughs> yeah, it's not even close. That guy has burners on burners. He, yeah, but and that league KD's is the most never petty league out. of all time. What? That league is the most petty yeah, league he, of all look, time. He, I bet you you can find instances where he's like, where he specifically calls out Stephen A. Smith. But he never asked Dana White to get in the ring with Stephen A. Smith. I, I mean, I think that's tougher more than actually just being soft. Fair. I, I mean, would fair. know something about tough. Kevin Durant puts on goggles to celebrate winning championships. That's kind of sick. Whole, no, I think it's so. I think it's pathetic. That's what the baseball guys do. I think it's pathetic. Kevin Durant was salty commenting on when when Boogie Cousins yeah. dunked on him this year in practice of all things. He was so salty he had to go on every single Instagram account that posted it and be like it was a travel, it was a travel. That guy is sensitive. Yeah. Very sensitive. Did you find the tweet? Yeah. Um can you read it? Yeah. Can you read it? Speak quote, into the, can you say quote too please? Quote You can move this down, you know, eh? Like it's an adjustable arm. You can yeah. do that. Quote, so when you can you quote at tweet it so we we know? Yeah. So, at UFC, at Dana White, hey, how do I challenge a couple of these clowns on TV to fight? Clowns. <laughs> I think we should start a business together where pro athletes can challenge some, challenge some of these people to an octagon fight until they give us an answer. I think that's, you, just, you don't know me. Stop lying. I think that's shut up. <laughs> Barst, oh, Barstool, rough, Barstool Rough and Rowdy. Stop it. Derek, oh, wow. Derek, Question Derek of the century. Stephen A. Question of the century. Set it up. Who would you take to win that fight? Derek Carr. I'm athlete. without a doubt taking Stephen A. Smith I'm taking Stephen that A. Fight. Dude. Professional athlete. Stephen A. is he's tough. He's scrappy. It In makes me way. think. I mean, with if there was rough and row- rowdy, how electric would it be to see like? Stephen A. and Skip get in the ring in their oh, heyday. Oh, Dude, I would have loved that. Skip, Skip's been posting pictures of him working out and stuff, and it's it's like, how many times do you have to tell you this old man, Gif? Like, stop posting this. Uh, but nonetheless. That was just a little quick deep dive into everything going the on. Pettiness in the world of, of sports. I love Skip Bayless. Unpopular opinion, but I yeah. love him. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Skip. That's very, very, uh, very unpopular. Very unpopular. But uh, boys, one of my idols—not idols actually—not a good guy. Great golfer, Tiger Woods 
starts his 2019 season today, and he is currently tied for 50th, two under through 14. Can you see Tiger win a major this year? I can. Ooh, what's his best chance? Masters, probably? Honestly, I'd say the Masters. We'll see. His... Pebble Beach is uh, U.S. Open. He's been big. He has been dialed, but he's been dialed there over the years. But that's why I think the Masters. I think Tiger will rise up back on the stage. He finally won that first tournament again, and the whole world was pumped for him. And I think when he's going to go back into the Masters this year, finally getting a win under his belt, he's going to be dialed. Are you guys Thrones guys? Oh, I'm huge Thrones. Yeah. So that Sunday of the Masters. Is Game of Thrones premiere too? So you got that and the event. Then the final comes four next, next week. week. Final four next week too. Wow, wow, that's the best. Shut up, be there. Yeah. Great week We're to be Jim Nance. We're looking to go to the final four. What really? up? Can great, I great. <laughs> s- well, well, we might. T- uh, that might be a business expense. We might cut you in. <laughs> um, good segue though. College basketball is ramping up. February Full is swing. upon us. Huge conference play. About a third of the way done. With the Tennessee Vandy game, we were last watching night. that last we were night. That was that good. I don't think Tennessee. Now, last year, credit to me, you got to give me credit. I picked Vill- I, Villanova I around this time. What happened? They won in April. I, I, you are absolutely correct. I will give credit where credit is due. However, I really wish I would have had my voice recorder on when we were standing in our kitchen. You go, yeah, pretty much. I looked up this website and this guy told me Villanova's going all the way, so I jumped on the bandwagon. No, I did uh. that, that. Okay. <laughs> First of all, that's not how it went. I said I was looking at the offense. Like, yeah, you crunched, you crunched your numbers, but you used his. Yeah, well, Ken I, Palm. to help me. He's got a side of source. Ken Palm. Shout out Ken source. Palm. But that wasn't the only reason. I, it was an eye test. It was an <laughs> analytics test. Villanova. I have three teams that I think are going to cut down the nets. Right now, there's too many Good teams. They're not a great team like last year, Villanova. Three teams that can cut down the nets, and I will touch on two that should have been there, but I'm omitting them. Number one, Virginia. I think they're gonna they're gonna be the favorite to win it all. Actually, Duke will be the favorite. Duke will be. But the I favorite. think Virginia will should be the favorite. I love Virginia. Michigan State. Snuggy said it. Michigan State. Tom Izzo. They got veteran Cassius play. Winston. Cassius Winston. Shout out Cassius Winston. Yeah. I love, love, love Michigan State. And then the last team I think could win it all. Unfortunately, not Gonzaga. Unfortunately, not Michigan. Unfortunately, not Michigan State. The last team I'm going to go with is Kentucky. John Calipari. Uh, Kentucky-Kansas game coming up, though. Ooh, that's Saturday. Shout-out to to that game. Uh, Kentucky, John Calipari always gets his young dudes going at the right time. Last year they made it to the Elite Eight. They should have made the Final Four. They lost to Loyola. My goodness. Loyola-Chicago, let's go. Uh, But, no, they're always there. Great coaches. They didn't lose to Loyola. Oh, they lost to Kansas State in the Sweet 16, and then Kansas State lost to Loyola. Thank you. Yeah. I was wrong. Uh, but no, uh, I don't think Duke will win there. They always choke. They had the one year that, that they that's won. Why, that's they why Wisconsin. I think Virginia. That's that why was, I think Virginia. You don't think will will choke? I think they. I think they will do well, but I do not think that what they do you will. Got? Win. I love especially Kentucky. if they're the favorite. I love Kentucky this year. Um, but I got to tell you, I love Gonzaga as well. I was gonna say to Gonzaga too, yeah. but like, I just can't see them winning the whole thing. They. There's something about it. When they got to the championship against North Carolina, they got bl- pretty much dominated. It was I a just, bad game. I just can't see them 
winning the whole thing. I could see them getting to the Final Four, but not winning, especially when they get Killian Tilly back. They got veterans. That's how you win. You get the veterans. You get the offensive, defensive efficiency. You got to shoot well, and you need a good coach. Virginia has a good coach. They got all that. How's their Kempom? Michigan. See they're number one in the Kempom. See it pointing to the top of the screen. Four in the offensive, two in defensive. There you go. Michigan State, great coach. They're in the top. They're third, and then North Carolina seventh. So that's kind of who I like. We'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll track it as the uh, as the year goes along and as the. And we will be doing a bracket again this year. A little more time on my hands. I'm gonna do my own research this year, and hopefully, oh. I just follow my Kempom. You're gonna do a bracket just, too, Dubs. Oh yeah. Lobes smoked me last year. I need to bounce back last year. I had Arizona and DeAndre Ayton in the national championship. Wow. That was a tough one. Ooh, shout out Buffalo, who beat them yeah. last year. Yeah. They look good. They are they 21. Lost, they lost They're good. Um, last week, I think. Yeah, yeah, North, Northern Illinois. Yeah. Uh, that was like Monday or Tuesday. Anyways, um, we don't want to talk to you about the NBA. You don't like the NBA. I mean, we're yeah. starting to wrap her up. But Golden yeah, State's going go for it. Yeah. Like you could, I could have guessed that last year. Dubs, when's LeBron coming back? Um, it's got to be soon. He was supposed to come back against the Warriors. Uh, that was like shout, a week ago. Yeah, that was I MLK know. day. That so it's got to be sh- soon. Oh, okay. Shout out Clay Thompson though. That game, seventeen for twenty, ten for eleven from three. That's absurd numbers right there. Ooh, I got asked well, this question. Tennessee guy last night from going twenty-one of twenty-one from the free throw line. Grant Williams and uh, Player of the Year candidate. Yeah. I asked this question: Who's better, shooter Ray Allen, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson's? You said like you said quick pull up shooter. Yeah, who do you like? I I would take Clay. Said you said Clay. I said Ray Allen. Okay, Clay. That's, that's just because I, th- I think Miami Heat. That's all I think. Vintage catching that, releasing it, buzzer beater. All right, that's all we got here. Second semester, week one, show one for Beyond the Badgers again. Check out us. Check us out on Twitter uh, and Apple Podcasts. Beyond the Badgers. See you guys next week. Peace. Be in bed.